Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so game five is very, 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 very pivotal, right? 
So if you're going to play in a very, very pivotal game, you're going to give your best effort. Yeah. Not Philly. Not Philly. <laughs> they went from being competitive in the first quarter to getting the ass kicked in the second quarter, being down by 21 and en route to a 36-point beatdown by the Anderson Raptors. Philly didn't even show up. I mean, I'm looking at, at, at the box score. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, poor guy, he tried to do what he did. He led the scores. He, he led the team with 22 points. But Joel Embiid, 13 points, just six rebounds, eight turnovers. That's not going to get it done if you're Joel Embiid. And, and uh, Ben Simmons, he only took five shots. He only took five shots. But I think the, the lion's share of the blame is go to Joel Embiid because I thought he is – the second best player on the uh, uh, like on the floor in this series, the first, the top, the best player being, of course, Kawhi Leonard. So, what the hell is going on with Philadelphia, man? It's it's like I want to pick them, I want to roll with them. They're so damn talented, and yes, I know that that's but so deep. But losing my thirty six points in the pivotal game five in the playoffs, it's just it's it's especially when you, when it's about to be a best of three. It's inexcusable, totally inexcusable, especially Joel Embiid's play. But let me get your thoughts on that real quick. Oh, yeah. Once again, you have two young players. They actually showed up a little bit last season in the, in the playoffs where yeah. there were certain games last year uh, when they were eliminated by Boston last year um, during that yeah. series where the youth of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were exposed. And it looked like Hit again right. in their last loss, where you know combined they both scored twenty points. Combined they both took three uh, free throws, and combined they both shot eight for fifteen. That's not going to do it with you two being the two best players on that squad. It's, it's just not going to do it. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'll get the rest of the squad in a minute, but they say that Joel Embiid was sick, right? If you're sick, why did, you, why, why did he play? And, and I know people say, well, Jordan was sick and he played. Well, Jordan played well when he was sick, okay? That's what makes Jordan, one of the things that makes Jordan legendary. I mean, if you're like Joel Embiid and can't get it going, just sit him down. Just sit him down. If he's not playing well, just sit him down. Gives rest. Why? Why? Why go through the motions? I mean, you're just going through the motions that, at that point, you know. Yeah, there has to be uh, a point I, where the coach know. makes a decision and, and just sees that he's not playing well and needs to sit him down. I don't know why he continues mm-hmm. to play him. I, I guess. Well, I know why he thought he was going to come out of that funk, and it just wasn't going to happen, and, and it happened to their detriment. But at the same time, they got blown out. Um, and being that I really didn't get a chance to. Um, to watch that game, I just basically followed the score and I listened and, and, and saw how that game slowly got out of hand. I couldn't remember when it got out of hand, but, yeah, I guess by that point, yeah. it was entirely too late to go ahead and even make us uh, yeah. try to do anything to help second, them out. The second quarter was terrible for them. The second quarter was terrible. I scored by 20 in the second quarter. And at that point, I feel like just quit. They just quit. And you, again, you can't do that in Game Five, where it's a best of three situation. Now Toronto has all the 
Toronto has all the momentum in the world now. They've proven that, that, that they can win in Philly. And, you know, <clears throat> Kawhi didn't even have to exhort any effort. He scored, I think, just 21 points, if I'm not mistaken. And just played only, yeah. uh, well, I say only, but played just 36 minutes, which is not a heavy load if you, if you think about it, a 48-minute game. So that's going to help him. But the person who I think, I mentioned his name earlier, who I think is getting off scot free, is 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 a Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Again, dude only took five shots, and he seems like he just doesn't give a damn. When, like 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 when he's out on the floor, he had just yeah. seven rebounds, only four assists, and turned over the ball five times. That's that's not going to get it done. So basically, your two of your best players, your two best players. And Speed and Simmons combined for 13 turnovers out of 19 total turnovers. That's just terrible. That's that's just terrible. And I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if Ben Simmons. I mean, his I question his motor because remember when it was called out by uh, um, like 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 an Oprah Ryan against Brooklyn. Uh, I forget the yeah. name. called him out. Who? I'm sorry. Um. Uh, uh, Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley, yeah. And he came out and actually scored 31 points. It was very aggressive. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sad that it, it, it took a, a bench player, a role player, <laughs> calling the star player out to get 31 points out of him. That's why I question his motor. I mean, <laughs> and it's interesting to see what, what's happened in, in game six. Uh, if you uh, like, I think it's tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. It's maybe, tomorrow maybe it's night, Wednesday, yeah. But I think it's yeah, it's tomorrow night, mm-hmm. no, not Wednesday, but Friday. Um, but the point is, is that it's just, I just, it's, it's just, it's. What do you do with Ben Simmons? Well, hell, what, what do you do with Jordan B too? But Ben Simmons, you question the man's motor. The man's motor. It's obvious that he has some practice his shot because he still can't shoot and reduce mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. shoot. I mean, if this is going to be, you know, if they if Philadelphia lose to Toronto next game and gets bounced out of the second round of the playoffs, this is going to be some questions, man. Because questions have to be have, have to be answered regarding the future of your. Well, first of all, the direction of your team and whether you want that direction to include Embiid and Simmons or one or the other at that point. Because again, Simmons doesn't have the motor. Embiid, it's he's like hot and cold, and I wonder if his "quote unquote" sickness has to do with any type of partying or staying out late or not taking <laughs> care of his, his body in terms of like his diet. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm just at a loss here, especially, and I'm not even a Philly fan. I can imagine what Philly fans are going through right now. But see, that's the thing because, um, you know, you looked at that series last year against Boston. There were a lot of people who just yeah. said, you know what, if these young boys could go ahead and get some consistency in their game and also right. bring in some vets that can, can that can elevate their play, they should be fine. You know what? The latter happened when they went ahead and, and traded for Jimmy Butler and they went ahead and traded for um, Tobias Harris. So right. that that part was done. All they needed to do was get consistent with, with, the, with, the, the, with, uh, with Simmons and Embiid and unfortunately, they got the wrong type of consistency with them not playing at a high level uh, game in and game out, especially in the playoffs when it's needed. 
Now, you brought up a point in terms of what can happen with the future of the, the 76ers. Oddly enough, with the eight teams that are remaining in the playoffs right now, it's like this moment in the playoffs is very pivotal pivotal for all of them. With the exception maybe of, yeah. of Houston, I think Houston's at the bottom in terms of what can happen within the near future. But with everyone else, their future is at stake. You know, I guess I'll get to the rest of them later. But with Philly, it seems as though they went ahead and they traded a lot of future assets in order to try to win now. Now, if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. this year, I don't. I can't remember whether or not. Harris and Butler are, are signed past this this uh, this this summer or not, and if they aren't, it's going to be very difficult to try to bring in some other vets of their caliber to come in and play with these guys. Yes, they're young and talented, but it's also shown that they they fold when it's pressure time, <laughs> and it's happened for two consecutive seasons. Now you can hope that it can get better. You can hope that Joel Embiid. Uh, gets healthier, loses weight. You can hope Ben Simmons works on his shot. And that's the same thing I kind of said about Zion, is that, you know, we hope that he's developed and and, and hopes that he pans out being a number one overall pick. But at the same time, this all coming down to hope. And, and wasn't Ben a number one overall pick too? So that, 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 that's why I question whenever someone says that a, a top guy has potential I'm like, dude, you're going to need to come through and, and, and prove that you're worth all that potential by putting in the time and developing. And he's not doing it with right. his jump shot. And, yes, like you said, Ben was the worst of the two because of the amount of shots that he took. He barely took any shots. He took, what, five, six shots the entire game? That's insane. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're getting beat by 20. You're taking more than six shots if you're one of my top three players on my roster. It that has to happen. And I don't think they they um they get past games uh game six against Toronto. Surprise, surprise. Um because I was concerned about what was gonna happen with Toronto. And, but it looks like the usual suspects that have been out there that's well not the usual suspects. The usual suspects yeah. and that is um Kyle Lowry the, the guy yeah. who's been the long-time Raptor that has been out there as the all-star representing his team is the one <laughs> whose role is slowly diminishing within that organization as of right now. We're getting play out of mm. Kawhi. We're getting play out of Siakam. I mean, of course we're getting yeah. play out of, um, uh, 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 what's your boy's name, Abaka. So those are the guys that you yeah. know, we're getting play out of Gasol. So all of these guys have been um, implants over the past couple of seasons not the long stay that we associate the failures with with this organization. And it seems right. like they traded the wrong guy. But once again, we'll get to Toronto a little bit later. But, um, yeah, it, it, I just have a strange feeling that tonight's going to be it for Boston and tomorrow's going to be it for Philadelphia. You know what? Speaking of Toronto, you have a good point, especially – given that Kawhi Leonard, again, he only scored 21 points. They didn't need a big night out of him, and they still beat Philadelphia over 30 points. That's that's telling. And I don't yeah. care if it's in Toronto. The fact of the matter is that the best player on the floor for both teams only scores 21 points, and his team wins by over 35. That's he, he especially in the, in the playoffs at that. Yeah. What was that? He still had a double-double. He put up 21 to 13. 
13, yeah. So that's that that's uh you're right, it's over for Philly. Unless Simmons starts to care and shows a little effort. And if um uh and 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 B comes gets over his quote unquote sickness, whatever the hell that is, it's gonna be a long summer fulfilling and a lot of changes and a lot of decisions gonna be made going for those two cats. And the other game last night, well actually like before I get to the to, to, to the um Portland and Denver game, one 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 stay in the east where I quit with Boston and Milwaukee. The down Boston's down thirteen, okay. Boston had a horrible shooting stretch for a while there. Um, Kyrie has 13 points on just 5 of 16 shooting. Al Horford just 7 points on 3 of 10 shooting. Um, Hayward still 3 of 8. And it's just, and and, and, and doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. Meanwhile, uh, the Greek freak Giannis Atentokounmpo Look at the, I mean, the Greek freak. I'll stay with that. Uh, he, he just had six points. I, God, it's embarrassing. I've been saying this last thing right most of the season, and when it, when the time comes, I fell through through the clutch. I got his first in at least Giannis, so I, I'll go with that. <laughs> but he only had six points in six in six assists, and only two and six shooting. But his teammates are picking up the slack. I mean, Mirotic has ten points. Milton mm-hmm. has eight. Bledsoe has mm-hmm. nine. George Hill off the bench has nine points, including two of five from three. Um, mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon's about to give him some card quite a minutes. Of course, um, um, I can't pronounce this dude's last name for Notre Dame. Uh, Conaton? Um, Conaton? Whatever. But the point is, <laughs> he's getting, uh, I'm just off my rocker tonight. He's getting viable help from, 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 like, from his teammates, the role players. And they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable by 13 points, and they're not looking back. And, you know, it's going to be it for Boston as well, brother. It sure is. It looks that way, at least at, at halftime. That's the way it looks, man. And um, one of the things that I found to be an issue, um, God, that we didn't think would be one when we came into uh, the season, actually when when they ended yep. last season against Cleveland going uh, seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I talked about this last week. We just bragged, oh, wow, what will this team be when they get back Kyrie and Gordon Haywood? Well, Gordon That's Haywood. what I, we all said last year, yeah. You know, and, and then when we came into the season, oh, wow, what is this team going to look like when everybody's, uh, you know, running on four cylinders? Then we got you know, like right. 20, 30 um, games in the season. You're like, what's going on with this team? It seems like they're not playing up to expectation. To me, it just seems like you got four guys that are playing the same two positions that need um, minutes and shots, and it's not happening right. because one guy is fucking up all the shots. Now it's kind of difficult to really sit there and complain that um, you know uh, 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 Kyrie is taking all the buckets. But one, he's not being productive in, in doing so. Two, he's killing uh, three other players who, well, two of the players who have played well within this organization last year, and one who we had high hopes for coming into Boston, and that hasn't necessarily panned out since he's um, left Utah. And it seems like that's the easiest thing to point to. 
if you look at and look at them right. right now, and that's Tatum, uh, Irvin, uh, Hayward, and Rozier. They are currently shooting yep. a combined eight for what is this? Let me do this quick math. Two, 10, 26. They're, they're shooting eight for 27 right now. Mm. That is wow. insanely horrible in a game five situation where you're facing elimination. And they've just been shooting bad as a whole throughout this entire series, especially if you look right. at the likes of uh, Tatum and Rozier who shot well, especially from three last year. Now, if you remember, they were shooting extremely well from beyond the arc throughout the entire playoffs with the exception right. of game seven against Cleveland. We, we know that that, um, that 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 fourth quarter is where they lost it because they couldn't hit a shot from outside the arc. And it seems like it's carried over into this playoffs. You've got um, Tatum, who is currently shooting 7% from outside the arc. Well, last year he was shooting about 32%. Same thing with Rozier, who's shooting 14%, who was shooting 35% from from three last year in the playoffs himself. <sighs> it's just not <laughs> looking good for two guys right now who looked extremely well last year in the playoffs um, right now. And then you got um, you got Kyrie, who says last night, you know, um, what are you doing with the 22 shots? You know, are you doing enough? He's like, no, I need to take more. I need to take 30. No, you don't, bro. When you're shooting seven for twenty-two, yeah, that's just fine. Nah, talking. dog. We, you know, you're, you're shooting thirty-three percent from from the floor. Shooting more shots is not going to help this squad if you're not making buckets. But um, like I said, man, you got four of the talented, most talented brothers on that team playing two positions, and it just seems like they just can't get it right, man. It, it, they're going to have to break up that bunch. Because it's not working, well, man. They, they they can't get them all on the court at the same time. Well, you know what, man? Let's just sum it up like this. This is not a happy part. Hasn't been all no. season. And, you know, that starts about – and then people would say for a fact, the insiders, that knowing this Kyrie went out of Boston, his teammates can't wait to pack his shit up and ship it out with them. And it's – and it's just a bad chemistry. It's not that Kyrie's a bad dude per se. Yeah, he's not a leader. It's just it's yeah. just bad chemistry. I mean, he wants all those things, and he wants he wanted all like like remember like when he went out of Boston, he he actually like said you know he wanted his own squad, and mm-hmm. he was quick to get the hell out of Cleveland out of out of LeBron's shadow, yeah. and he ends up in Boston. And he figures out, I'm not a leader. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these kids will listen to me. I mean, given that, especially given the fact that these kids, of course, minus Kyrie and uh, Hayward, they were 48 minutes away from the East, from the NBA Finals at home. And people said, well, away. people haven't forgot about that. And I'm sure that they make Kyrie remember that. It's like, hey, dog, yeah. we almost got to the promise, man. Move out your ass. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that boss as well. But even with all of that, I think the biggest problem came when Danny Ainge and 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 uh, 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 the general manager Danny Ainge and head coach Brad Stevens put Hayward in the starting lineup to begin the season when everyone knew that he was not fully ready to come back. That mm. threw off everything. 
He he came when he start, when they started Hayward, that 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 cut into Jalen Brown's minutes. Jalen Brown had had to go back to bench. Remember, Jalen Brown played well last year in the playoffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 then the thing is is that with with Kyrie, with, with Kyrie playing, you know, he he's what he's the best the team's best player. That goes without saying. And you know, Terry Rozier, um, he. You know, he he was a piece of going back to the bench because I mean he knows it's not Kyrie to be frank, you know. But the thing is, is that starting Hayward because a just means a he's getting paid over twenty million dollars, and b he you know he he played for Brad Stevens at Butler. That's just was that wasn't right. That wasn't right, and then they, then they didn't do right by Hayward in doing that. You know, it's not mm-hmm. Hayward's fault. I'm not blaming Hayward for it. I mean, for all accounts, he's a nice guy, and he doesn't want the drama. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is that the coach and the GM screwed up. <laughs> and that really threw the chemistry out, right, because they're looking like, well, first of all, uh, like Jalen Brown last year was better than uh, Gordon Hayward this year. Okay. Oh yeah, and yeah definitely. And also, there's the Jason Tatum fella from last year, right? Do you think that uh, Hayward was a better player than Tatum was last year? No. no. So you you basically you basically took putting force like force Hayward into a, a square peg ass to a round hole at the at the expense of Tatum and really uh, um, you know, the Jalen Brown. And they haven't been right since. And that's again, that's on that's on the GM and the head coach for exactly. like, like for that. So that they they should have they should have what they should have done what they started doing late in the season let Hayward come off the bench let him be the sixth or seventh dude off the bench. That way he could get his legs in him better because remember he came back from a gruesome leg injury for the opening opening night. I mean he broke well he broke his leg. I mm-hmm. mean that's 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 not that's not fair to Hayward. So Boston will have a long something to think about how things just went wrong. And yeah. I think Brad with the Brad Stevens the the combination of Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge will help fix those things, especially if Kyrie leaves town. But it's it's just it's a wasted season for the Celtics, and, and that's just that's just too bad, especially for Celtics fans. Exactly, but you know what? I don't know if necessarily bringing uh, Hayward off the bench is going to solve that issue. I think he has to okay. start. The only thing is, though, you have to clearly identify everyone's role, and everyone's going to have to be willing right. to play their part. Those are the two things that right. need to happen. Identify and comply, and that's where those problems came in throughout the entire season. That's something that they talked about all year long. Now, if you look at um, Hayward's numbers coming off the bench, um, especially during these playoffs, the dude's only putting up seven points a game. That is not right. the Gordon Hayward that we looked at coming out of Utah, especially within his last three seasons. A guy that was scoring at least 20 points per, dropped down to seven, you're not getting the same production out of the guy that, that we expect from him. And in order right. for that to happen, like I said, somebody's got to go. Somebody got go, and we 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 have kind of have an idea of who it is, and it, like you said, it looks like he's going to be wanting to go, and the organization 
may be willing to let them go. But my God, he is a very, very good talent. Unfortunately, he just does not fit in to what the Boston Celtics do at the organization right now. And I was seeing you talking about Kyrie Irving. Um, I'm not going to say that name. I'm going to say uh, we know him as Uncle Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to call right. their names, but we know him as Uncle Drew. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It's just again, it's too bad because he's he's a great talent, and he's a close. He's an absolute closer. I mean, it's not it's not it's not every day when people say that getting rid of the team's best player will help solve all the ills mm-hmm. of the squad. But this is about subtraction. But Brad, you got God. I wanted to see this team play against Golden State in the NBA Finals so bad at at what we yeah. expected them to be. Not what they are, but what we expected them to be. And unfortunately, man, we're not going to get that to happen. And that's because when you say that about the matchup, Boston matches up with them the best. Them and Toronto, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because both of those teams are deep, and yeah. they got a they got a transcendent. They both have transcendent super, superstars, you mm-hmm. know, with great with great depth. Um, but we won't see at least half one one half of that. We may get it in Toronto. Um, emphasis on may get it with Toronto, depending on what happens in, in that series, as well as what happens with, with Milwaukee. Assuming that they're going to take a home closing out, but yeah, it's too bad because I th- I said before the playoffs started. Remember, out of Boston or Toronto, is going to come out the East and beat Golden State. That's why I said earlier. And at least half of that is about to be gone tonight. Uh, it's just it's just too bad. Speaking of going, speaking of on the verge, way on the verge of going out. How about Portland's no show against Denver last night? I mean, you got Ooh. one ass whooping in the form of uh, the Philly game, the Philly Toronto game, and then you have another mm-hmm. ass whooping, one twenty four to ninety eight, twenty six point beatdown, and it wasn't even that close. Jokic is the beast, man. 25 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists. Dude can handle the ball like a point guard. You notice he just brings the ball up the floor effortlessly. As a, I mean, I think he did play some point when he was a little bit younger, when he was in Europe. But the fact of the matter is, no seven-footer has no damn business handling the rock the way he does with, like, effortlessly. That's just not even fair. And, you know, and, and plus, you know, Portland has to get more than just Damian Lillard's 22 points. They have to get some. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they want to like force the game seven, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Let's check to see what um, checking to see how it well us did. Like McComb had just 12 points or five of 16 shooting. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and they also going to like off the bench. Like Zach Collins came off the bench and gave gave them 14. Ronnie Hood gave them 14 off the bench as well. But mm-hmm. Leonard and McComb were the only two starters to finish in double figures in points. That's just not that's just that's not going to get it done. And I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe the home cooking of the Rose Garden would, would help some. But Denver is rolling, man, and they got the the momentum on their side, and it's not looking good for Portland. And that which was incident with Barkley's team to to come out of the West, even beat Golden State, if you could believe that. But yeah, it's it's not it's not looking good for Portland right right now. Well, in their defense, right, 
and it's kind of ironic, right? Yep. Um, you said that we wanted to see a complete team, a, a deep team, play against Golden State in the NBA Finals. The odd thing is they might get it in, in the Western Conference Finals from either one of these teams. Both of these teams have a lot of young yeah. talent. Both of these teams are deep with, with veteran presence, um, and, and they can put up points. The thing is, unfortunately for Portland last night, they just put the egg. And I wasn't necessarily concerned because of it. Um, like you said, their best player at least put up 22. He didn't even play a lot of minutes because, of course, it was a blowout, but he still gave you 22. So he, he gave you a, right. a good night, and it was a blowout loss on the road. So you, right. you, say, you put those two things into perspective. You're like, okay, if they can come home and play as they normally play, they should be fine, and they should be able to force it to a game seven. That's the thing. Will the rest of the team be able to play like they normally play at home? They they normally right. will. They, they, they've done it so far throughout the entire playoffs. The thing is, can they do it one more time on tomorrow night? And I think that they can. But, um, oh, my God, like you, like you said, this is the best series that no one is talking about because, of course, it comes on late. It comes on at 1030 Eastern, and – Man, if you're bold enough to, to stay up or if, if, if yeah. you don't have a job, man, you know, or you just fight <laughs> like I do when I get into the office. Hope, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? You oh. know, I hope my boss ain't listening yeah. right now. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> fighting that sleep early in, 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 the, in the morning, man, to catch that 10 o'clock game, man, especially that, that Portland-Denver uh, uh, series, man, it, it's, it's rough. But you watch some good basketball from two – great young teams, man, that hopefully we'll continue to see them do this for the next three to four years, man. And um, I'm hoping this goes seven. I want this one to, to go the distance, man, because I can't get enough of that series. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a damn good series. But I know that you've got faith that you have faith in Portland. And, again, Portland, is the road's going to be a tough place to play. But similar to what with the Sixers, mm-hmm. I just – I just don't like it when teams come out flat in a pivotal game five. When you're tied 2-2 two, two in the best of three series, you want to put your best foot forward because this is a stat that's like eight teams that win game five and in the, in the, when the series tied at two, it has an 80-some percent chance, 82 percent chance of winning the series. Yeah. You know, and so you want to have – even if you lose – Say like if, if if Portland if Portland and Philly did still didn't lose like that, but it was like with single digits. At least at least you give you some hope and some type of like momentum to like to build on, a little bit of momentum to build on because you'd be able you'd be simply you would be you just make erase some simple mistakes and make an adjustment here and there, you'd be all right. But not when you lose one game by thirty six points and the next game and like lose by twenty six. That's to me. That's 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 that 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 concerns me. Or Scott, it could be a situation where you know you lose a tight game like that in game five. You put it, you're all into it, and they just lose by a squeaker. And then you're so downtrodden, you're like, dude, what's the point? Let me go ahead and get ready for Cancun right. after game six, and just go ahead and just shut it down. So it, it can go either way. It can go either way. But um, like I said, man. I'm, I'm looking for at least Portland to go back home and right. and, and 
extended series. I don't, I'm not too sold on Philadelphia because of the, the, their play from their best two players. I'm not. Right. 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 I agree. So one one more series, and we're going to get into, like, tonight, the second game, which is also a 10 o'clock game. <laughs> uh, Houston. <laughs> now, I would I want to say that I feel good about Houston's chances, but one thing that stood out in game four, Houston had a 17-point lead and almost pissed it away. And they almost mm-hmm. pissed it away because when they were up at 17, it was a 19, uh, 17 points. Instead of attacking the basket like teams with good basketball IQs do, they still shot a bunch of threes and almost shut their way out of the game. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why any team, I, always, I, this is not, I said this many times, any team coached by Mike D'Antoni will always fall short. And that's because the man, A, two reasons. A, because the man refuses to coach defense. And two, he also <laughs> refuses to adjust, to make adjustments. That's, that's just been his MO since Phoenix, really. And, yeah. you know, he, he had great teams in Phoenix that underachieved. Um, this team's about to underachieve again this year for the Rockets. And, again, the man doesn't adjust. And I know they say go with what brings you. You know what I'm saying? But, look, if you're up by 17 points, you should always attack. Get them, get the team in more fouls, especially said defending champs and the Golden State Warriors. Last I checked, uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, Steph Curry rather, both have bad ankles. So why aren't they attacking them more, especially when they have a 17-point lead and just demoralize the hell out of them? Yeah. I just don't understand that lack of strategy, man. But nevertheless, I think tonight's going to be a great game because, really, Golden State hasn't been all that dominant at home, to be honest with you. But I tell you what, though, Houston can't afford to fall in love with the three the way they have, especially if they have them on the ropes. And they need, again, they need to start attacking. They need to start attacking. Golden State. They need us to do more attacking of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, especially Curry and the pick and roll to get to wear him down that he has to defend. That he has to play both ends. Um, but for some reason, I think Tim Tony is still going to follow the three point shot, and uh, well, they'll be going home again. <laughs> I mean, of, <laughs> of course he is. And once again, I'm out here playing. Um, uh, 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 what's your boy's name? I see his face. Uh, I'm playing. I'm out here playing Alfatino, the devil's advocate, man. You know, you just said it. Um, you yeah. do what brought you to the dance, and and with them, it's shooting threes, unfortunately. And <laughs> we're shooting the long ball. That's exactly what can happen when you're hot. You're hot. When you're cold, you're cold. And yes, they were up Very 17, cold. but this is a team that has shot at least 45. Uh, threes per game in this series, and they're going to continue to chuck it up. Now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, where you know you're up 17. Maybe you took a couple of threes and you notice that you're not hitting them. Then, yes, you need to go ahead and start playing smarter basketball and getting easier buckets. But that's not what they do. Now, <laughs> it's either going to get them to the NBA Finals or it's going to get them to sit home early again, even though they they currently have the series tied um, 
at two. Now, this is also a series where the point differential is at four points, well, actually less than five points per game. You can't keep doing stuff like that in a series that is that tightly contested. You cannot, not against the world champ, because situations like that, it never goes in the favor of the team that has not won it before. It, it will, I should say it, it rarely ever goes in their favor. It always goes in the favor of the champ, and, and, and in this case it's going to be Golden State. So we'll see what happens tonight, man. You know, will there be a situation where it's another type of consensus game? Because, like, I try to look everywhere and try to see, you know, if there's been any disparity um, or any, any, any flux in, in terms of what right. Houston has done throughout this entire series hasn't been a situation where they've shot poorly at the free throw line, not necessarily, because when they did shoot poor or their worst game shooting in the series, they won those games. I was like, okay, is right. it, you know, field goal percentage? No, not really, because they shot about the same throughout the entire series. The thing that, that, that stood out to me, of course, was the amount of three-point shots they've taken. And, of course, they've shot about, like I said before, 45 each. That's just something that they do. And, unfortunately, they're not hitting at a high clip. If they were hitting at a high clip, they would probably be blowing Golden State out. But since they're not, right. that's the reason why that Golden State stays in these games because Houston is going these runs. They'll have big leads. They'll end up missing buckets in the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, Golden State comes back and makes it either close or they, they pull it out. Just like last night when I saw how much uh, Houston was up in the fourth quarter, I just shrugged my shoulders and said, okay, let me go ahead and turn this thing on with the last two minutes because it's going to be close. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I just have shades of, <clears throat> like, last night. Remember last season in Western Conference Finals? Oh, yeah. When, in game seven, when Houston had that lead, and all of a sudden they they missed 18 straight three-point shots, shot their asses yes. right out of the game and right out of the chances to, to play yes. for the the, 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 the the NBA Finals. Uh-huh. Uh, it's It's – it's crazy. It's crazy. Again, and I sounded just, I don't trust I sounded just like you did. Yes. Yeah, I was just like you. I was screaming, take it to the hole. Take it to the hole. What are you doing? You, you're up big. Right. You're at the crib. Take it to the hole, man. What are you doing? So, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it, if that makes any sense. Right. Like, I understand that's that what y'all do. Yeah, it's like, dude, I, I know that's what y'all do, but. My God, man, you're gonna be smarter than that. You got, you got too many veterans on that squad to know better. You have entirely yeah. too many vets on that squad to know better. You can't tell me the guys who I think of when I think of the Houston Rockets are not um, guys that have been in the league less than five years. They're not. Mm-hmm. So they should know better, yeah. man. And, and, and I, don't, right. I don't, I don't get why they don't do better. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either. People stay just, I mean, Rockets fans still bitch and say, well, we had Chris Paul. We were going to the, to the NBA Finals, which, which was probably true. But what's yeah. also true was that they shot themselves out of game seven. Because they didn't utilize the basketball cue. And that's once again on the coaching of one said Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. All right. So, I know. Well, first of all, have you started watching Game of Thrones? Any? 
I know I've given away like crazy like spoilers with like my rankings, but have you started watching yet? I have not, brother. And you know what? I oh. probably won't watch until all this thing is over with. I will say this, and I know when I've told people this, they looked at me funny and decided that they didn't want to be my friend anymore. So the the murdering of or the death of um the Winter King, am I correct? That's his name, right? Yeah, the Mad King. Yeah, the Mad King. Yeah. So his death reminded me of something that I've seen on TV before. On that particular network to be exact. And that was the, huh. the death of Omar. When was coming? Huh. Omar's a coming. Killed by someone no one expected to be murdered by. I just said, man, I, 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 I haven't seen that, but I've seen it. So when I said that, the people they just looked at me and said, how dare you? How dare you just speak <laughs> against those like that? And they just walked away from me. You're not my friend anymore, Wayne. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll wait a minute. I, I, I'm, I'm always one who doesn't necessarily jump into things when they have the hype. So, like, by the time Game of Thrones had the hype, it was too late for me. I was like, dude, they five seasons in. I don't know if I can just jump in right now, but not wait until it's, it's done and I'll just go ahead and start binge watching it probably. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've lost a couple of friends over the past couple of days, and it's all right, though. <laughs> yep. Well, you got a friend right here, brother. So, like James Hill, you got a friend here. But I hate to spoil again for it, but we're going to go now to Game of Thrones post episode four power rank. We're going to start from the top, from the bottom, and up on the top. The number seven, Jon Snow. Jon Snow again. When did we ever learn? Don't be so damn trusted. He, we told the sisters a secret. Well, two women who once he considered sisters, Sansa and, and Arya of his lineage. And we all knew that Sansa was going to tell someone, and it had to have it to be Tyrion. So, Jon Snow is another uncomfortable uh, predicament when his aunt, when his now, the person he knows now is his aunt, still trying to screw him, trying to, to forget him, to get him to forget about his lineage. By the throne, he doesn't want. All he had to do was just keep this big yap shut, and it's doing all right. But again, Jon Snow, he wants to do the right thing. He's just an idiot when he does the right thing. And speaking of Daenerys, number six, it wasn't a good week for Daenerys. First of all, she laid a friend's own friend, Gerard Mormont, to rest. Remember the same guy that she used as a human shield against the zombies? Ah, yeah. Yeah, now. (laughs) <laughs> she, she she saw the people Winterfell with Winterfell right around John more than her because of his role in, in, in you know in the White Walker post White, White Walker's victory celebration, and then she went against the advice of Sansa and company to wait for uh, uh, um, like like to wait for you know the uh, the armies to recuperate, but of course. She said, now, I want to attack now. And you know what? She got an army routed and a best friend, one of only two black people in the series, beheaded <laughs> by one Cersei Lannister. So she's slowly but surely losing her mind. And also, yeah, she got one of the dragons killed too. So that's that. So, I mean, again, 
she's self-destructing, and you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if she gets killed in the next episode. Number five is Jamie Lannister. I thought it would, it would redeem himself, you know, going from Kingslayer, uh, you know, to like paralyzing Bran when they push him out the window up back in episode one, season one. He had a chance to, to end up with Bri- of, of Brienne of Tarth instead of, instead of going back to Cersei in King's Landing. I don't know what he had tends to with Cersei, but I think he's going to kill her. First, because he knows he knows that he knew that Bronn was sent by Cersei to kill both him and his brother Tyrion. But we shall see in next week's episode, and especially when he finds out that her sister is shacking up with the enemy, Euron Greyjoy. Number four. Oh, wow. Aaron, oh yeah, this deep man. That's why I say you gotta watch. Uh, number four, four. Uh, Arya Stark. I mean, nothing much happened with her in episode four, other than her turning down Gendry's uh, proposal, um, and uh, you know, and everything else, and um, and deciding to go to accompany uh, the Hound back to King's Landing to kill Cersei once and for all. But I just wonder what does what does, what's going through her head? I mean, turning on Gentry's marriage proposal is one thing, but the man was just named the Lord of Storms End. She would have been Lady of Storms End. And even people who don't follow the show know that if you're a Lord or a Lady of a and see the power, that's a big freaking deal. She turns yes, it, it down. But I don't know what the hell's going to happen to her in the next episode. Hopefully, she she gets to kill Cersei. I don't think the producers allow her to both keep, to kill both the the the, um, the 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 Night King and Cersei, so we'll see about that. Number three, Tyrion Lannister. Number, number three, in my power rankings. Sure, his attempts to sway Cer- his sister Cersei at the end backfired. Uh, that's when she beheaded Daenerys' best friend again, who's again one of the only two black people in this whole series. Um, but one thing he did do, he slyly planted a seed of doubt in Euron Greyjoy when he spoke of Cersei's pregnancy in front of him. Because Euron has to be like, who the hell else would, who the hell else would know that she was pregnant? And who the hell else now would the father be if it's not his? So there's a little bit of doubt that he planted in his mind, and he, which proves his which proves that even though he was fooled by Cersei twice, he's still the smartest character in the lot. Number two, Sansa Stark. I think she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's willing a bigger stick. She has a whole lot of Littlefinger in, in her, you know, the way that she openly distrusts the Daenerys, tries to undermine her. And I, I, I'm not sure if she's done scheming, man. I'm, I'm sure, and then I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up in the Iron Throne because she's, she's just, she's like, she's Littlefinger part two. And number mm-hmm. one, the queen bee herself, Cersei Lannister. She knew that Daenerys was coming with a small army. She set her up with the the, the, the like uh, with Greyjoy's army, like the Golden Company. When they when they took out all those ships and one of her dragons with those big ass dragon killers. I call them dragon killers. Those those big ass spears that launched out the ship. And of course, she beheaded her best friend at the end. So, yeah. Episode five is gonna be hella epic, and oh, yeah, dude, if anything, 
if, if you're going to not watch, I know if you don't have, have time to watch the series, at least watch episode five next week because it's going to be hella live and it's going to be hella awesome because that fighting scene is going to be, even the person who plays Daenerys, um, she says that, that it's going to be epic. So I believe you're getting involved in it, man. What are you waiting for? Get involved. <laughs> Stay with me. Get involved. I guess, man. To. I guess. Uh, I know you're not. I guess. <laughs> anyway, oh god, you make it a good night, man. I, I hope you don't stay up too too late watching Houston and Golden State. I I've told myself I will. Oh yeah, I will. But knowing me, I probably will because I'm an adult and I'm stupid like that. You know, I got to get yeah. early in the morning. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about it next week, man. Yeah, but before we go, real quick. Yes, real quick. Yes, sir. Shout out to North Carolina A&T. You know I was going to pull out a shout out for them. But this is for the men's and women's outdoor track team. They are both currently ranked sixth in the nation. That is sixth in Division One outdoor track for both men's and women's. Nice, Aggie Prime. Yeah. What, what, what's up? What's up? That's that's dope, man. Thanks a lot for telling for telling me that. And uh, you have a good weekend, man. You do thing. Yeah. Uh, peace out. There goes my man Dwayne Ash. Please check him out on Please uh, Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live with the Coaching Company. Thank y'all for tuning in. in the meantime, thank y'all for putting up with me mispronouncing. Greek Freak's real name, his government name, and the other sorts of crap I just did with Game of Thrones. I still don't know how I went off on that tangent. But thank you all for tuning in. Scott Burke signing off. 06. Peace out. Good night.